Welcome to Five at Five. I know I thought you were going to see Dr. Rogers today, but oh no, you're seeing me, his son and his PA. Dr. Rogers is at a, is at a conference right now. He wants me to tell you that he misses you very much and he wishes he could be here. But he has given me this job instead to answer the five questions of the week. We are on a reminder that you can send in your questions to info at performancemedicine.net for next week's Five at Five. We've got great questions for you and I'm going to go and roll through these. Are we ready? Drum roll, please. I'm getting a note from production too to continue the show. Let's go. Number one. I've gained weight since my last pellet. I'm a female. I know it's probably a few different things. What do you think could be going on? Most often, whenever we get pellets, we're, it's actually helping out with metabolism. With female pellets, we're usually getting testosterone and estrogen, and then we're getting progesterone at night by mouth. Uh, most often, it's actually helping you lose weight, but sometimes it can be helping you, it actually can make you gain weight if we have too much progesterone on board. That's the number one thing to check. We'll check labs. If progesterone is out of balance where you have too much, it can actually have weight retention. And then also to note and see how your pants and clothes are feeling. If testosterone is up a little bit, you may be gaining muscular weight and not fat weight from the testosterone. That really is assuming if everything has not changed, if everything is the same. Note right now too with COVID, there's increased stressors and increased weight gain with a lot of our patients just with what's happening at the stay at home orders. But double checking your labs, seeing if progesterone is not too high and seeing if testosterone imbalances as well. Numero dos. Number two, I'm a male in his mid forties. Should I be thinking about hormone therapy? I'm not showing symptoms, but where should I want my testosterone levels? The answer is, should I be checking my hormones, thinking about hormones? Absolutely, yes. Start thinking about your hormones. The earlier I think, the better. Even if you're not showing symptoms, we can at least see where your baselines are at. There's not great numbers in mind because if you think about the range of normals for testosterone, we're from 250 to some labs 1100. So 600 to 800 is a good thing to, mind, to have in mind, especially if you're not having symptoms. But we really listen to symptoms and we listen to your stories. Some people have symptoms at 600 to 800 and their total testosterone looks great. An important level to think about when you're in your early 40s or even sometimes in your 30s is your free testosterone. It's always nice just to see where you're at. But if I will say it's that if you're kind of in your early stages, if you're not true male andropause, which is the male menopause, Checking your free testosterone in addition to total testosterone and sex hormone binding globulin can see if that's actually taking up your bioavailability. Cool. Uh, three, how does PRP for hair growth or for hair regrowth work? So PRP is platelet-rich plasma. So what this does, it stimulates certain stem cells and helps out with circulation. So think of it, it's, it's getting your own it's getting your own nutrients and the most jam-packed nutrients from stem cells, from PRP, from your own blood to help stimulate circulation and to bring growth and nutrients to the hair follicles. And we get a lot of questions on wh whether or not this works. It really does work well. We do little injections right where we see the thinning or the bald spots. Helps bring again that growth and the platelet-rich plasma right into the surface. Um, but it does take usually more than one treatment. So don't let one treatment discourage you if you get that. But does it work great? Yes, it does. They're using PRP for joints as well. So that's going to be on the future. Numero four, kind of relating to number three. 
What's your current thoughts on stem cells for anti-aging? Stem cells are gonna be the future. It's, it's gonna happen, just be on the lookout for it. Right now, the FDA is big on exclusion criteria for how stem cells are harvested and where they come from and how they're sourced. And that kind of gets the dangerous parts of stem cells. So don't believe that just whenever you're going to a stem cell clinic, you want to know where those stem cells are actually coming from. The best place to get it is from when what's happening now is from your own body. You can get it from your bone marrow and you can get it from your fat cells. And they can produce stem cells to help. Stem cells are there to help for regrowth. It's the thing of it as the original cells that can make any other cells. So right now it's only indicated to come from your body. Uh, but you can also get it from core blood too. So having a fa sometimes families will put the um, umbilical cord in a blood bank and or in a storage unit. And you can use it for that. Um, will stem cells be in the future? Yes. There's just going to need a little bit more research and and. Current thoughts are, does it work? Yes. And I talked to Dad about this earlier on in the day. The problem, too, is that a lot of people that are needing stem cells are an older population that probably don't have as many stem cells. So when you're trying to get it from your own source that's already depleted, that's probably not the best avenue to get. It's just going to gear more towards that way once we start to learn and understand better on how and where to get the proper stem cells. Number five, the last one of the day, uh, note from production, um, Katie is really getting some good biceps right now by holding up this phone. So you should just see those things that are just popping right now. She's doing great. Number five, you once said that you loved metformin for anti-aging. Who should be thinking about doing that and why? You are right up my alley. You are literally driving into the zone because this deals with sugar and insulin and I've lived with type one diabetes for 16 years. My sister's lived with it for 26 years. I love the diabetes game. I'm obsessed with it. Metformin is a big one. I it is the gold standard for type two diabetes to help decrease glucagon production from the liver and help sensitize insulin to work better whenever there is food in the body. It's a great drug. It's well tolerated, and it's been posed to have some anti-inflammatory properties and anti-cancer properties. This drug has been in the gamut for a very long time, and we're noticing the reason why we note that is because people have been on, on metformin for so long, they're noticing that their inflammatory markers like C-reactive protein and the sed rate, ESR, are actually very suppressed. And you'll note too that medicine, just as it's gearing towards stem cells, is gearing towards anti-inflammation because inflammation is causing stress on the body and that's where we see chronic diseases. So thoughts on metformin and who should be taking it? Thoughts are yes. Low dose metformin, 500 milligrams is the low dose once a day for preventative or anti-aging properties. The reason people don't take it is if you have kidney disease, a high creatinine level, it kind of kicks you out of that game because it can work on your kidneys. Um, and also too, if you can't tolerate it. A lot of people notice GI upsets. The number one thing is nausea with metformin. But another thing that people should think about is berberine. Berberine is the natural metformin. And we've had patients that have decreased their A1C by over two points by just taking berberine. So if you think that metformin may not be for you, you don't want a prescription medication, berberine is another good supplement to add to your list. It'll help you lose weight as well. That has been the five at five. Did I roll through that really? I feel like I steamrolled through that. So you may have to go back to the beginning and kind of stretch it out a little bit. I like to talk and I like to talk fast. But um, please tune in next week. We'll probably see Dr. Rogers again. I may make a surprise appearance. I don't know. I may start singing and I don't know why. 
So, anyways, thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next week. Send in your questions for the five at five. Thanks, guys, for listening to this episode of the podcast. Uh, please share the podcast with your friends. And if you haven't subscribed yet, please subscribe. Uh, we will see you guys next time.